0: More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.
1: Today on More to Life, recovering from resentment. Is resentment poisoning your relationships? Are you struggling to get past an offense? We'll help you find healing. 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it
2: more to life the happiest couples know how to say i do to each other every moment of every day surprising relevant
1: hopeful Uh, angela let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior
2: exactly let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. practical theology of the body based answers for every part of your life god's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety
1: yeah that's a human invention god wants to set you free Let's talk about making that happen.
2: The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to Life.
1: Good morning, everyone. You're listening to More to Life on the EWTN, Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, recovering from resentment. I mean, look, nobody likes to feel resentful, Right. But sometimes we can't help it. Uh, You know, maybe you feel like somebody in your life isn't giving you the help or support you need from them. Or maybe they've hurt you in some way, and you're not sure how to get past it. Maybe they refuse to apologize or take responsibility for what they did. Or worse... Maybe they have apologized, but you still can't get past it, and you're still hurting, and now you feel guilty for being upset about the thing.
2: Or they make you feel guilty because they tell you you should just let it go by now.
1: On the other hand, maybe someone resents you, and you're not sure how to help them get past it. If resentment is wrecking your peace and ruining your relationships, even in some small ways, we want to help you find graceful ways to heal and move on. The number again is 8775737825. Again, that's 8775737825. Let us help you recover from resentment.
2: You know, I think resentment is one of the emotions that really has a tendency to live in our bodies, you know. When I know if I'm feeling resentful about something, my whole countenance changes, my shoulders are up around my ears, my muscles are tighter. I just can't be myself. It has a tendency to just stay there and kind of gnaw away and change the way I carry myself. And it's not fun. Often it can, you know, lead us to feel ill in some way, you know, muscle strain or stomach issues, resentment is one of those things that kind of won't let you go until you figure out a way to get some kind of healing, closure, justice, whatever that is. It really really doesn't want you to feel that way, and it's going to gnaw away at you. And so it really is something that we're called to address.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, unfortunately, instead of addressing the resentment, most often we just end up feeling guilty about it and trying mm. to shove it down because, you know, we're not supposed to be resentful. Uh, and of course we're not, but we are supposed to do something positive and proactive with it. And that's where most of us get stuck because we end up just feeling like, well, I shouldn't shouldn't feel this way there's something wrong with me that i do feel this way you know maybe i try to pray about it or offer it up or you know just just ignore it but then it eats at us and well it can i'll be honest those relationships even if
2: me. we take it to confession yeah sometimes we don't get the advice or the directive from the priest that says do something about this you know we can get absolved from it and still feel like, no, maybe I'm I'm not absolved from this because it's still living there. I'm still dealing with it, even though I've confessed it and I'm trying to work with the grace. Very rarely do we hear you really have to work with the Grace. And to, here's what to, to do with it. Yes, exactly, yeah. to work this out. Eight
1: seven yeah. seven five seven three seven eight two five. Again, that's eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. Who are you feeling resentful toward? (laughs) Maybe there's somebody in your life who's not giving you the help or support you need. Maybe someone's hurt you in some way, and and you're not sure how to get past it. Uh, Maybe they refuse to apologize or take responsibility for what they did. Or worse, maybe they have apologized, but you're still having a hard time getting past it. and You're harboring these feelings of, of anger or resentment, and now you feel guilty for being angry and resentful. On the other hand, maybe somebody else is resentful toward you, and you're not sure how to help them get past it. Well, if resentment is wrecking your peace or ruining your relationships or otherwise causing problems in your life, we are here to help. Give us a call. That's 877-573-7825.
2: Now, perhaps you're thinking, nope i shouldn't call in because there's nothing i can do there, the person is either out of my life in one way or another the situation is too big there are too many people backing that up it's a it's it's about an institution you know my kid's school or the job i'm at rather than a person i shouldn't even bother to call there's nothing i can do well let's get some fresh eyes some prayer in on this and help you see if there are things that you can do to even make small changes that will begin to lead you in that direction of letting go of the resentment and bringing God's healing grace and peace into your situation. Give us a call today here on More to Life at 877-573-7825. That's 877 877-573-78. 573 Twenty-five.
1: Every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's Theology of the Body. And for folks who aren't aware of what that is, uh, when St. John Paul was Pope, he gave a series of talks over the course of about five years that looked at God's fingerprints all over creation. And, and how looking at those fingerprints, so to speak, could teach us something about God's plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier holier relationships
2: you know we often feel guilty as you were saying Craig about resentment and of course resentment isn't something we want to hold on to but the theology of the body teaches that God's designed God designed our bodies to work for our good and the good of those around us if we learn to listen to the ways God is speaking to us through our bodies including our feelings, we can hear him guiding us on how to best take care of ourselves and others. All of our emotions, including feelings like resentment, are part of our body's response to our environment. When united with God's grace, our emotions can give us important information. But what could God possibly be saying to us through resentment? Well, The theology of the body tells us that healthy relationships are mutually self-giving. That is, a healthy relationship can only exist when both people are doing everything they can to take care of each other. Resentment is the feeling we get when we feel like we're doing too much whether that means we're doing more than our share of a particular task or working harder on the relationship than the other person is.
1: Right. Well, resentment then is a warning light on the relationship dashboard that asks us to check if our relationship is really still mutually self-giving. You know, if somehow we're allowing ourselves to be treated more like an object than a person. Um, So understood properly, resentment shouldn't lead us to out or withdraw, it should lead us to do healthy things like express our needs or ask for help or clarify the other person's intentions. Or, you know, when we can't get the buy-in from another person that we'd like, we can exercise our right to ex- to change our approach. Even if that means letting go of certain expectations or setting certain boundaries, if we deal with our resentment gracefully, it's going to help us make sure that each person in the relationship gives as much as they can to protect the health of the relationship and does as much as they can to look out for the well-being of each person in the relationship so you know resentment when we bring it to god and ask him to teach us how to respond to it leads us to proactive steps to heal those small and large injustices that exist between us and the people in our lives. So let's stop feeling guilty about that resentment and figure out how to gracefully respond to it and act on it so that we can heal our hearts and our relationships through God's grace. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877 877- 573 7825. If you're struggling from resentment for any reason toward another person, we want to help you heal your heart and find the next steps toward healing that relationship. Again, the number 877 573 7825. Let's take our concerns to the Lord and we'll start taking your calls. In the name of the Father, Mother, and, and the, the Son, and Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen lord jesus christ we come into your presence and we thank you for this opportunity to spend this time with you today and lord we bring to you all those people that we feel resentment toward either because we feel like we can't get the help from them that we would like or need or that they've hurt us in some way that they're not taking responsibility for or that they have apologized and and we can't but we still can't get past it Help us to know how to respond to our resentment so that we don't withdraw from the other person or allow resentment to become bitterness, but rather respond to that resentment in positive ways that that lead to healthier relationships and more effective responses on our part. So that in everything that we do, especially in our response to resentment, we're glorifying you, becoming more of our best selves, and inviting the people around us to be the people that you're calling them to be as well. We're asking all this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and in the name name of the the Father, Father, the
2: the Son, Son, and the the Holy Holy Spirit, Spirit.
1: amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great.
2: Pray for us.
1: Today on More to Life, we're talking about recovering from resentment. Is resentment poisoning your relationships? Mm -hmm. Give us a call, let us help you work through it at 877-573. 7825 again that's eight seven seven, 7825
2: let's talk now with ellie who's listening to ewtn
1: radio in missouri on covenant radio hey ellie welcome to more to life how can we help you out today
3: hello how are you doing
1: all right thanks um, what's well, up
3: I was just tuning into your show and as you were talking about resentment. I have so much of that going on right now. I've been like okay. through so much this year and I just lost my, uh, twin babies in a miscarriage. And Oh, sweetheart. I'm so sorry. Yes. Thank you. So I'm still trying to agree with that. And I also have resentment with God with that process. So I'm, um, I move forward with God on that issue. But as far as the children's father goes, um, He's, I don't know how he's even with the process with it all. Like he's showing like hate towards me instead of like supporting me in a situation and you know, you know, I'm trying to comfort him and whatnot, but he just said disrespectful things about losing the baby, like oh like mm-hmm. you know, like that's why they're gone and just saying mean cruel stuff like that. Oh that's and so, so horrible. I'm just trying to find Yes. I'm just trying to no. find a way to so,
2: now, Ellie, you're you're talking about the the two beautiful babies that you lost, and I'm so so sorry. That is such a tragedy and such a loss for you, and I'm so sorry for your pain, and I'm Thank even you. more sorry that he's dealing with it so badly that he's heaping fire upon that with the words that he's using. I'm also hearing another little voice in the background. Do you have other children together?
3: Oh uh, no, we don't have any children together. This would have been our okay.
2: Okay. okay. I just um, want to check and see where you two were
1: and Ellie, are. And Ellie, are you guys living together or are you dating or kind of no, what's, the, what's the relationship?
3: We're not no? living together. I mean, we were pretty serious. We're going to get to the process of probably getting to that point, but I don't know. Like, I just, I, I don't know what to do. Like,
1: well, and let me this, ask you this. Is, yeah. can I, no, you, you know, to be honest with you, Ellie, I mean, there's everything about this relationship seems pretty unhealthy to me. You know, how do you feel about that? Did you recognize that at all?
3: Yes, I do feel like it's not healthy.
1: Yeah. And I, I think that, you know, in this case, you know, so at the, at the very top of the show, we were talking about, you know, what is God saying to us through resentment, which seems like a weird question, right? Because, you know, I, don't, I feel guilty feeling resentful. Yeah. But if we bring that feeling to God, right, again, the, the resentment is really there to, to help call our attention to an imbalance in the relationship. You know, the idea that there's something in this relationship that's not working right. You know, I feel like I'm either giving more to it or working harder on it um, or not getting what I need from it. Um, and so that should cause us to kind of look at the situation and make positive steps to try to rectify it. You know, in this situation, there's I think there's everything that's unhealthy about this relationship, and God is trying to call you out of it. You know, you deserve, Ellie, to have somebody who loves you enough to make a lifetime commitment to you, to, to be willing to marry you, to be willing to wait uh, for and hold sex till marriage, to be able to make that commitment so that when you do you. have children together uh, or, or go through whatever you go through, you know, y- you know that you're going to have a person who's a real partner to you, who has your back, and this guy isn't capable of that on any level, and you're seeing that, and I think the resentment that you're feeling is a gift from the holy spirit that's letting you know this isn't a relationship that god wants you in uh... and and i would really encourage you to pray hard about that i know that you said that you're really angry with god right now about the the loss of your your twins and i completely and we understand, certainly
2: that. understand that we went through miscarriage ourselves we know what that walk with god and trying to understand why he would do that and and allow that and all of the angst and all of the things that are going through your mind and heart and spirit right now. I understand that. We're not saying God allowed this to happen because he wanted to call you out of no, this.
1: No, I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is I want you to bring that anger to God and start praying mm-hmm. about exactly. that. Exactly. And asking, you know, because, you know, God is big enough to take our anger. And the only mistake we could make is is to not bring that anger to him and to yell at him and to, and to, to tell him how we feel and to really just beat on his chest and, and, and let him know how hurt and angry that we are. But but I would say that, that one of the ways that you can experience God through this, too, though, is recognizing that he is calling your attention to this relationship uh, and asking you to really look hard at it and and know that he has more in his heart for you than what you've been settling for. And I want you to really look hard at that, Ellie, as you move forward. And, and I'm going to encourage you, if you would, to pick up a copy of our book, For Better Forever, A Catholic Guide to Lifelong Marriage, because it, what it really spells out in that book is is what you have a right to expect from a relationship. You know, I know you're not married, but but the book isn't just about isn't just for couples who are married. It's about it's for couples who are considering marriage uh, or people who are looking at marriage and trying to figure out, you know, what what do I have a right to expect from from a healthy holy relationship? And for better forever will I think help you adjust your expectations and really see that as a beloved daughter of God, what you deserve from somebody and, and how much you've really been settling in this relationship with this guy. So, you know, Elliot, in this case, I think the resentment you're feeling toward this guy is justified and, and a real call for you to leave behind this relationship. And And I know that's scary, um, and I know that there's a lot of other stuff that has to be worked out, but I, I want you to, to do what you can to, to be praying through that and get the support that you need to stand strong and know that God has more in his plan for you than what you've been settling for. Thank you so much for the call. We've added you to our More to Life prayer list. And if there's more we can do to support you in getting through the grief of the miscarriage or the, the confusion and frustration you feel about this relationship, don't hesitate to reach out to us at catholiccounselors.com. We are taking your calls right now about recovering from resentment. If resentment is dis- Destroying your heart uh, or you know wrecking your peace ruining your relationships we want to help you recover from that resentment give us a call at 877-573-7825 again that's 877-573-7825 when we come back in addition to taking your calls We'll be joined by Damon Owens. He is an expert in the theology of the body and also with his wife, runs the marriage ministry, JoyfulEverAfter.org. He's going to be sharing some insights from the theology of the body on recovering from resentment. Stick around for that and a whole lot more when More to Life continues after the break.
4: She was a mystic and reformer who died at the age of 33. Matthew Bunsen and the doctors of the church.
0: St. Catherine of Siena accomplished something no one thought possible. He convinced Pope Gregory XI to return to Rome after the Popes had lived in France for almost the whole of the
4: 14th century. They've been there ever since. For more about the Doctors of the Church, visit doctorsofthechurch.com
3: This Ave Maria program is brought to you by
0: the following. Weaving its way through the heart of the Holy Land is a well-worn path that once felt the footsteps of our biblical faith heroes, Abraham, Isaac, Isaac. Jacob, King David, and Jesus. From sponsor TVN with host David Friedman and Mike Pompeo comes a sacred journey of hope along Route 60, the biblical highway. In theaters September 18th and 19th, it's Route 60, the biblical highway. Information in Route 60.movie. That's Route 60.movie. This program is brought to you by the following nonprofit underwriter
1: CMF curo is the Catholic healthcare option you've been searching for. From concierge service to ethical consultations to partnerships with one of the nation's largest healthcare sharing ministries, CMF Curo offers a pro-life, Catholic approach to your overall health and well-being. Find out today if CMF Curo is right for you. Call 833-GET-CURO, that's 833 get or visit mycatholichealthcare.com.
0: Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot?
2: Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popcheck.
1: I'm Dr. Greg Popchek. Today on More to Life, we're talking about recovering from resentment. Are you struggling with resentment towards someone? For whatever reason, we want to help you heal your heart and find the next steps toward repairing the relationship. Give us a call at 877 877- 877 Five seven three seven eight two five. Joining us right now, Damon Owens. He is an expert in the theology of the body, and together with his wife Melanie, they run JoyfulEverAfter dot org, a marriage ministry. Hey, Damon, welcome to More to Life. Hey, good to be with you guys. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. So we're talking about resentment today, um, mm. and I'm wondering, you know, what what thoughts do you have about how the theology of the body can help us deal with resentment gracefully?
5: You know, I've got to believe that uh, St. John Paul II is delighted, you know, that we're applying and unpacking his great teachings of Theology of the Body here in very practical ways, in relationships that matter to us, how to keep them healthy, to remembering what they are, but also these roadblocks and these stumbling blocks in our our emotions, like resentment. And I can't help but think in today's um, segment, listening to your opening, was it's so much like guilt and shame, so much like, um, you know, the the senses that we have that somehow we're going to lose or that it's not possible to have intimate communion. And I think what's what's beautiful about the Theology of the Body on this topic is that when we look at resentment, we really do have to look at the things, the passions, the things that happen to us and our reactions to them. And you do such a good job unpacking that. And I think with resentment we see so often in the marriage world, particularly in Theology of the Body and trying to restore marriages and challenges resentment is a is an old friend if you will and precisely the um, the approach has to be recognizing what do you want and what we desire when we get down to it is intimate communion it's it's belonging irreplaceably to one another and the sense of resentment comes from a slight a hurt an, a sense of injustice and in the same sense as the alarm of a guilt uh you know we mm-hmm. can't let that internalize as a shame so, I think the gift of theology of the body is is reminding us that uh, the, what we really want is that intimate communion, and we may or may not have justice in the hurt that we've been given, but we've always got the freedom to choose to restore and to build the intimacy that we really want.
2: You know, I really am so glad you're hitting on this idea of when we feel resentful it's pointing to some kind of injustice and once we recognize that because we often get caught up in the what did i do wrong or they're saying Mm. i did something awful and it and and satan can really use it to to steal our energy make us feel diminished and get us caught up in our own thought process that just spins us out but if we say look if i'm You know, if I'm feeling resentful about something that went down or something that some way that somebody is treating me, then there is an injustice here. That's when we can bring prayer into it and really say, Lord, I, I don't know what I can do to fix this injustice and take it to him and say, is there a way I can get that intimate communion with somebody and heal this? Mm. Is this out of the realm of that possibility? So I need to work on my communion with you, Lord, so that I can become who you want me to be. How do I get something out of this situation that will bring justice and healing into my life and my experience? Then God can take it to other places and really show us who he wants us to be, how he wants us to move forward in other relationships, how we can build trust with others again so that we don't repeat this behavior or allow it in our lives. It opens a door for us, doesn't it, once we recognize that it's injustice
5: that's affecting us so much? Absolutely. That was so well said. And the the opening of that door begins with opening ourselves to God. And that's what you did when Mm -hmm. that first. It's acknowledging that there's a true offense, And just like in the path, again, of guilt and shame, and I was about to mention forgiveness, you know, all these involve an offense. They involve an injustice. So we don't deny it. We don't repress it. We don't say, that's okay. It doesn't matter. In each of those Mm. cases, we acknowledge the offense, but the goal in all of them is the restoration, if not the uh, perfection of a relationship, first to God, then to the other person, and certainly
1: to ourselves. Great points. Damon, thank you so much for your insights. And, of course, I encourage everyone who's listening to check out your Theology of the Body-Based Marriage ministry, especially if they're struggling with some resentment in their relationship. Go to JoyfulEverAfter.org to learn more about how St. John Paul's teachings can help you have the marriage God wants for you. Damon, thanks again for being with us today, sir. Very good. It's always a gift. God bless you guys. God bless. And we are taking your calls, listeners, at 877 five seven three seven eight two five about recovering from resentment you know rather than resentment being something to just feel guilty about or repress or for that matter allow to ferment and become bitterness we want to learn how to respond to that resentment in a positive way that will enable us to address the pain the injustices and in the relationship and and make a plan for healing that's what god's calling us to in that experience of resentment so let us help you take those next steps toward healing your heart and repairing the relationship. Eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. 573 7825 That's eight seven seven five seven three seventy eight twenty five. 573 7825 More to Life will continue right after the break.
6: What do we mean when we say the church is the body of Christ. From the very beginning, Jesus shared with his apostles his mission, his joys and sufferings, and the mystery of the kingdom. The Catholic Catechism points out that Jesus indicated the intimacy of his union with his followers when he said, I am the vine, you are the branches. Abide in me, and I in you. When Jesus' visible presence was taken away from the apostles, they were not orphaned. Jesus sent them his spirit. As a result, says the Catechism, communion with Christ is even more intense. Jesus mystically constitutes as his body all those brethren called together from every nation. The Church is not only gathered around Christ, she is united in him, in his body. This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism.
7: Father
8: Benedict Groeschel
7: reverence to God.
1: All this was
7: reverence. Now what do I see? I hear one irreverence after another. And week after week, month after month, the media churns out things that make fun of religion in general, and make fun of Christianity in particular, and particularly make fun of the Catholic Church. No class. Absolutely no class.
4: EWTN.
1: Live Truth. Live Catholic. Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Popchak raising kids is hard we all do our best and we all fear that we failed in some way especially when our relationship with our adult kids isn't what we wish it was it's easy to give in to self recrimination blame especially self blame accomplishes nothing except fostering the feeling that we're stuck and powerless rather than ruminating about past mistakes put your energy in what needs to happen to make your relationship stronger today look for opportunities to create a stronger connection with your adult kids seek out ways to build Build trust. Take the initiative. Of course, you need to respect your adult children's boundaries, but let them know that you have no intention of giving up on them and that you're willing to have whatever relationship they're willing to build with you. Start from that point and build from there. Want more tips for strengthening your relationship with your adult kids? Check out our book, Having Meaningful and Sometimes Difficult Conversations with Your Adult Sons and Daughters, or visit CatholicCounselors.com.
2: Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popcheck.
1: I'm Dr. Greg Popcheck, and today on More to Life, we're talking about recovering from resentment. Are you struggling with resentment towards someone in your life? You know, maybe you feel like that person isn't giving you the help or support you need from them. or working as hard as they ought to on the relationship. Maybe they've hurt you in some way. You're not sure what to do to get past it, or they've said, I'm sorry, but you still feel that hurt and anger, now you feel guilty about it to boot. Whatever the situation is, if resentment is wrecking your peace and ruining your relationships, we want to help you find ways forward gracefully. 877-573-7825.
2: Before we go to our next call, we want to ask you to help out our friends at Guadalupe Radio Network. They need to hear from you next week. They're air- airing their Fall share next Tuesday through Friday. So if you're listening to any of the 45-plus stations in Texas or Kansas or New Mexico, or
1: Or Washington, Washington, (laughs) D.C., or Virginia, or Alabama, or Florida, please make sure you support Guadalupe Radio Network. And, of course, wherever you're tuning in, make sure you're supporting your local Catholic radio station as well.
2: All of these members of the EWTN Catholic radio family need your support to keep Catholic radio here for you so it can grow stronger every day and help you be everything that God wants you
1: to be. So thanks so much to all the Catholic stations out there and especially we want to give our support to guadalupe radio with 45 stations in the ewtn radio network god bless you guys all right with that we are taking your calls about recovering from resentment who's up next lisa
2: we're talking with Lori, who's listening to ewtn radio in michigan on ave maria radio
1: hey Lori, welcome to more to life what can we do for you
7: Hi, Doctor. Hi. Well, um, actually, I um, do struggle with um, resentment, and it probably has turned more into attachment to anger at this point. It's been going on for so long. And I have Mm -hmm. taken it to confession, and I've, you know, you worked on it, you know, during Lent and tried to pray and read books.
1: Well, when you you say you're, let's let's, let's start with some questions here. So who are you resentful toward and, and why?
7: Well I'm angry um like toward um like my mother and my grandparents and or you know my grandmother mostly and um and these people are dead, and my in laws and they're dead and um and then uh, like one one living relative, but anyway, it's just um it's kind of consuming, it takes up you know my thoughts, and like when I'm driving, I'm actually you know physically screaming you know at these people and you did this, and this is what you did, and this is what you said, and you didn't do it. I guess a lot of it um, comes from the fact that, like, for instance, you know, I grew up, you know, in the 70s, and it was all, you know, all corporal punishment all the time, and my parents were firm believers. And um, then as an adult, I discovered that my mother did things, especially lying, that she punished us the most for is what she turned her out to do. My mother turned out to be the biggest liar I ever met. So, Laurie, um, let me no, ask you this.
1: I, guess, I mean, cause uh, so, so these, are, these the, those are all really painful things that you've been through, and there's a lot of, lot of, lot of pain, you know, in your, in your and heart. And
2: as we were talking about with Damon, a lot of injustice, right? It was one thing yeah. to think, this is really difficult. Then when you realized your mother was, a, the, what, as you said, the biggest liar you ever met, you're like, oh, wait a minute. That's really unjust now.
1: But as you said, they're yeah. all dead yeah. now. So what do you think is triggering yeah. this? you driving down the road and screaming at them. Like, what, what brings that up in the present?
7: It's just number. uh, Really, to tell you the truth, it's been going on for so long. I mean, literally years. I think it's probably just a habit. Um,
1: Right, but it's a habit that's triggered by something. So that and that's and that's where you're going to focus. That's where you're going to learn to heal this, okay? Because what's happening, okay? And when anybody's gone through, you know, I'm going to use the word trauma here because I think you'd probably agree with that. When anybody's gone through hard times or trauma or been hurt in some way what we have a tendency to do when something happens in the present that hurts us in some similar way our minds take us back to that original pain right so some so, so what i'm suggesting to you here um laurie is that something on those days where you, where the wound is particularly raw there's something that happened that day that is making you feel like maybe somebody lied to you or that you're you're dealing with some kind of injustice that reminds you of the injustice you suffered in your family of origin, and and because we often feel powerless to handle the thing that's happening in front of us, what we end up doing is going back to those early pains and reliving them, uh, and and instead of saying you know what something happened here today that's bringing this all up for me, and and the and the enemy is kind of allowing these past pains to piggyback. On top of the present injustice that I've experienced and so you know I instead of actually learning to deal with what's happening in front of me I just go back to that old thing and I, and I wallow in it I'm not saying that that old pain isn't real and I'm not saying that that it, it doesn't hurt what I'm saying is that the best way to heal that um, is is two things first of all I, I really do believe that getting some counseling to to heal those older wounds would be really helpful for you Um, but secondly and 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 more to the point of your question here you know when you're driving down the road and just suddenly you know screaming at your mom or your your grandmother or whoever it was in your family of origin that hurt you it's not it's not you know they didn't do anything to you now they're dead the the, what you're reacting to is something that happened that day
2: yeah you're saying I didn't do anything to hurt this day in the present it was in the past and it still hurts, but it but didn't it happen today. Didn't, it's not but, triggered that day, exactly. And,
1: and then th- that's not yeah. You know, so so you're yelling at them, but but the thing that triggered you yelling and being that upset is really something more recent, and you're missing it. So I, I think you know first of all identifying what is it that happened today. Who lied? Where did I feel like I experienced lies or dishonesty? Uh, betrayal. Where, where did I feel that I was experiencing some kind of injustice that's bringing me back to this old thing? Even Let, some
2: kind of emotional pain that you don't have to identify exactly what it was. But what is it today that's making me feel less than, lied to, something, so that you can begin working with that in the moment and get your power back?
1: Second, so bring it to God and say, okay, Lord, how, teach me how to respond to this dishonesty or this injustice or this problem that happened today that's bringing up all this old pain for me. Show me how I can respond to it in a just and healthy and graceful way. And then make a plan for handling that problem instead of letting the enemy drag you back to that place where you just felt completely powerless um, and, and 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 taken advantage of and, and hurt by your family of origin. So, So there are two things that I want you to do. That's the first one. The second thing, though, is I would really like you to look at healing this old wound because this has too much power over you. Um, I'm not saying that I, I don't understand why it does. I, I'm not saying that, that you shouldn't be hurt. But I do think that, that you've gotten to a place, as you, you, you said yourself to our screener, that you've got an attachment to the anger now. Um, and, you know, very often why, the reason we do that is because there's a part of us that really hopes somehow that I'm holding those people accountable by staying angry at them.
2: And even yelling at them, knowing they're dead. That there's somewhere in the communion of saints, you're hoping, without maybe realizing it, that, that God will break through all that and have them somehow send you a sign that they are sorry or something will be resolved. It's really telling you that you want desperately to have a real relationship with them, to be able to trust them, for them to somehow be able to heal those wounds that happened in childhood. And as you're saying, you resent even your grandparents because you know somehow your mother was broken by something that happened in how she was raised, which is one of the reasons getting into good counseling can really help you walk through this and begin to realize that there are things she needed to be held accountable for and then some things that she just... It was just part of her because somebody else passed it on and maybe she did the best she could. That's for you to work out with a good counselor and and in prayer to God. But it's telling you, I really believe, the yelling at them is telling you that you want to be your best self. And that can happen when you begin to address what's going on in the present. You get good counseling to try to heal and make sense of what happened in the past so that you can stop the legacy and that is often when we've had parents like this what is frightening us underneath it all that somehow what they did is going to leave a lasting effect on our relationships on who we are and god doesn't want that for you he wants to bring you healing so that you can be the antithesis of what you experienced as a child in all of your relationships and to yourself so that you will no longer be cruel to yourself in any way. And I really believe that God has you listening to this show today because he wants to make you a whole and healed woman. And he's going to give you the grace to do that if you pursue healing in this, in the present.
1: Laurie, thank you so much for the call. If there is more that we can do to help you heal from this pain that you've described, I'd really encourage you to reach out to us at catholiccounselors.com to learn more about the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral telecounseling practice. You can work with a faithful, professional Catholic counselor to help you overcome this attachment to anger and start living the more abundant life that God's calling you to. 877- 573-7825. Again, that's 877- 573-7825. We're talking about recovering from resentment. You know, as we're pointing out throughout the program, resentment isn't something to either sit in and become bitter about, or to just ignore uh, and feel guilty about. It's it's meant to call us to make a plan for healing. Our hearts, the relationship. But if you're struggling to know what that would look like, let's talk it out. 877-573-7825. As we head out to our break, it's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from Hebrews chapter 12, verses 14 and 15.
2: Strive for peace with everyone. See to it that no bitter root springs up causing you to become defiled.
1: You know, and and this, you know, this verse can make us feel guilty, especially if we're feeling resentful because, you know, it's, it's it's we're taking this as a as a command to just get over it. You know, stop that. <laughs> and Lord, if it was that easy, mm. I would have done it already. But that's not what St. Paul is saying here in Hebrews. Um when he says strive for peace with everyone, he doesn't mean Just be that person that just goes along to get along with everyone. You know, as St. Augustine said, peace is the tranquility that results from right order. So in other words, peace takes some work. So when St. Paul says strive for peace, he means work to make your relationships just and healthy and godly and appropriate and responsible and, and all the good things relationships are supposed to be. And then to go on to the second part, see to it that no bitter roots springs up. Well, when we don't do that, that's when the bitterness comes and the resentment comes yeah. and causing us to be defiled.
2: Well, I think that the, the word strive, as you were saying, Greg, is the, the turning point of this whole thing. Striving means we're going to have to keep working on it all the time. It's not just that one done. It's not just, oh, I don't feel as resentful when I spend time in front of the blessed sacrament, and then I'll just be fine and ride on that spiritual connection. No, then we have to go and do the work of really striving to fix this. And the fact that, you know, in, in this scripture we see, you know, that no bitter root springs up. Boy, is that putting me in place. When, when you and I were sick for, for a few weeks there this summer, oh my goodness, when we went back out to our garden, like the weeds were everywhere. Because if you're not tending to those things, it, it can take over very, very quickly. If you're out there every night and you kind of get the first weeds and you get them and they don't take over. But if you can't, if you don't, do that striving, that work. Any little bitter root can grow very quickly between two people or in your mind and heart, so it 's not just a matter of finding peace once and for all, although it's very important to connect with God, connect with the sacraments to do that, but we get the grace from that to do the striving and do the healing
1: eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five again that's eight seven seven. 573 7825 we're talking with you about recovering from resentment both healing your heart and looking for ways to repair the relationship give us a call let us help you find graceful ways forward 877 573 7825 more to life we'll be back with more of your calls about recovering from resentment in just a minute
7: hello steve ray here everything in the bible and in the catholic church starts with the book of genesis It reveals to us God's plan for mankind. Yet Genesis can be daunting, especially given the scientific discoveries of the last few centuries. Well, that's where I come in with my new book, Genesis, a Bible study guide and commentary. Discover a thoroughly Catholic approach to this exciting and dramatic ancient narrative that is so often misunderstood. You can get the book now on the store page at AveMariaRadio.net. Check it out.
4: Does your brain appreciate stained glass for more than its beauty? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. Early Christians couldn't read or write for the most part. Stained glass windows placed in newer church buildings became Bible teachers. These beautiful works of art inspired and highlighted various Bible stories. According to a study from the University of Waterloo, it isn't just our ancient relatives who enjoyed the symbolism of Christian art. Our brains prefer symbols to words. I know, I'm a visual thinker. Let's face it, we can learn from symbols and we can remember more about what we have seen according to the research. Solid visuals can also help us understand abstract concepts. Maybe you relate to visual thinking too. Catholics often practice Visio Divina, praying with or focused on art. Think of how an illustrated children's Bible makes the job of explaining Holy Scripture and God's plan for us so much easier. For more on this, look for the Journey Strong tab at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net.
2: Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body?
1: Well, and follow us on Facebook at more to life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram, at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there.
2: Welcome back to more to life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak.
1: I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled recovering from resentment and if you are struggling with resentment in your relationships and you're not sure how to get past it let us help you heal your heart and find the next steps toward repairing those relationships again the number 877-573-7825
2: let's talk now with connie who's listening to ewtn radio in nebraska on spirit catholic radio
1: hi connie welcome to more to life how can we help you out today
8: Hello, thank you for taking my call.
1: Sure, um, what's
8: up? Just kind of wanting your opinion and advice on how to help maneuver in a family where there's addiction. Um, I have a daughter who's battled addiction. She's been in and out of recovery over the last several years. Uh, I even spent some time in prison, and my older daughter um, really has struggled with bitterness and anger towards her. Towards her. Um, mm-hmm. After her last prison sentence, she pretty much walked right back towards the very people she said she needed to stay away from in order to stay clean. And her older sister, uh, my oldest daughter, has just really allowed that anger just to you know fester and very very bitter, and has pretty much said if she's in our family events I don't want to be there and Hmm. you know as a mom my love towards my kids are different you know I I have this unconditional love towards my addict I am in recovery I'm working a 12 step program I'm also in counseling my older daughter is not um, and I guess my, my question is how do I how do I help or how do I even proceed you know when the older daughter says I don't I don't even want to be in the same room with her.
1: Um, so talk to me about to what you'd to like that. to see happen there, because I, I, I want to understand kind of what what your goal would be. You know, what, what is it that you wish, How did, how is it that you wish your family would be responding to your daughter with the addiction problem?
8: I guess what I'd like to see is just, you know, being able to have those healthy boundaries and yet love her, include her, um,
1: what, would, what, is, what, what, is, what, does, what does that mean though to you like what would, what would having a let's say around a holiday? What would having a healthy boundary around that but look but, but still including her and loving her look like to you?
8: so we, we have a baby shower coming up in November, and I would love to be able to have her there uh, with her daughter, maybe all in the same room, be able to talk to one another without you know giving the cold shoulder.
1: Okay, but but you also said that, that that there's a boundary. So, what would be the boundary in that situation? Um,
8: I don't know. Maybe not feeling like the need that they have to, you know, try and. Cause you can't reason with an addict. <laughs> you know, you just have okay,
1: so so her. see what I'm hearing you say though, and I think this is why your elder daughter's angry. Okay, yeah. is what you're ultimately saying, and you have a beautiful heart. All right, please please understand. I, I, you know, is is that you're kind of saying I just want to be able to have the family be together and pretend that everything's okay.
2: And the only boundary I hear you saying is on your older daughter who's clean and sober and living a responsible life and being a faithful daughter to you. You're not talking about putting boundaries on your daughter who is actively using, walked out of prison, went back to the people who support her addiction. You're not putting any boundaries on her. Therefore, you're actually not working for her good in any way, shape, or form. You just want a sense of... Of peace when you all get together without working, yes, that's a perfect word for it, without working for real justice or really working for the good of either of your daughters or even yourself. And as, a, as someone who's in recovery, I would love to see you cheering on your addicted daughter to get healthy, but part you mean, of that you mean
1: her, It sounds like you're saying you're
2: in no, no, no. I want to see you, Connie, cheering on your your daughter who's addicted to get healthy, to be in recovery, to stay the course of a program. But, you know, from being in recovery yourself, the people around an addict need to put up boundaries and give support so that person will pursue sobriety.
1: So, for example, right? Uh, what, uh, what the reason I asked you this question, alright let's let's say let's say with this baby shower coming up. You know, a, a healthy way to uh, to both love her and set boundaries would be to say, "You know, addicted daughter, um, we would love to have you at the baby shower. We would love to have you there, but in order for you to be there, we need to see you go into meetings every day, and and working with your working with your therapist to main, to, to manage to, to to keep up your plan of recovery. And if you can do that." then we can, we can welcome you to the, the baby shower. If you can't do that, we can't have you there because you're unpredictable and you're destructive. And we love you too much to support you in destroying yourself and destroying this family. So, you know, it's got to be your choice. And we love you and we hope that you'll choose, well, this, that's what we want for you. But if you to continue to hang out with those people and not work your recovery, then you, you can't be at that event because we can't pretend that everything's okay. Like we're just one big happy family and that everything's fine. So, so that's the, that's loving her. That's working for her good. That's still opening the door for the relationship to continue. But it's also insisting that she has to do certain things to be healthy for herself and the rest of you. You know, your daughter is angry because you know she sees you as part of the problem. You know, and again, you have a beautiful heart. I know you don't mean to be. I know you're coming from a good place. But in in, in effect, what's happening is your daughter's saying, you know. My sister is an addict and mom you're just enabling it
2: well and also you have to understand that your older daughter just because she's coming off as the responsible one the grown-up here doesn't mean she feels like a grown-up she's saying to you mommy I feel unsafe when my sister is around I feel unsafe because it's chaotic Because there are no guidelines to this relationship, that she can get away with anything she wants.
1: Because I love her, but I can't trust her as far as I can throw her.
2: And it's just, I need you, mom. She's letting you know with her resentment to protect me and to protect yourself and to give some order to all of this by calling on your addicted daughter get into real rehab and work a program and be responsible to the family by
1: doing that so connie i'm glad that you're working in therapy i'm glad that you're in recovery Uh, i'd really encourage you to check out our book god help me these people are driving me nuts making peace with difficult people because it's it's our book on boundaries it's it's our book on how to set healthy boundaries that on the one hand you know allow you to be loving to the person who is behaving in an unhealthy way while still um encouraging their health the health of your relationship and helping to insulate you from the drama you know so there's a, there there's a very specific way to set boundaries that it's not about cutting people out it's about giving people a healthy way in um and so god help me these people are driving me nuts making peace with difficult people will we'll really show you what setting healthy boundaries in a loving way with your daughter actually means so that you can stop, you know, playing this enabling role that you've unintentionally been playing uh, and and be a more effective presence in your older daughter's life as well. Um, so that's God Help Me. These people are driving me nuts, making peace with difficult people. I'd also like you actually to check out, um, especially for your relationship with your older daughter, our book, Having Meaningful, sometimes difficult conversations with our adult sons and daughters uh, because I think it'll help you start to heal the damage that's in that relationship as well you can check out both of those resources at catholiccounselors.com as well as learning more about the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral telecounseling practice and I'm sharing this with all of our listeners because if you need more graceful support to heal your marriage your family or your personal life and overcome the resentment that might be in your heart or undermining those relationships we are here to help Go to catholiccounselors.com and check out all the resources we have for you, especially the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral telecounseling practice. With that, get out there and celebrate the life God has for you, because with His grace, there is so much more to life. You've been listening to More to
6: Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popcheck. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the
2: EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.